Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships. So we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that He gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. Welcome to this last week in this series entitled Base Camp. We've been having a lot of fun with this series. The whole idea behind this series is about growth, growing to be more and more like Jesus Christ. And, and I want to send you to the passage where we're going to start this morning. It's actually John chapter 15. Go to John chapter 15, verse 1. And while you head there, I want to recap kind of the idea behind uh, all of these dummies on the stage. Uh, also, by the way, if you need a Bible, raise your hand. Those guys coming down the aisle will give you one if you need one. It is our gift to you. Head over to John chapter 15 with us this morning. We wanna, uh, want you to read it for yourself. If you're looking at these four dummies up here, uh, you're going to notice that there's a, a vast difference in the way that they're dressed, in their backpacks, what they're equipped with. And uh, I know this is a goofy illustration, but this was our visual. We wanted, we wanted to give you something that you could actually um, tie to your own life and start to think about and relate to as it relates to spiritual growth. We, we said that one of the diseases within the church today is that people come into the church, they hear the gospel, they get excited, they receive Christ, but they never grow in their faith. And that's a tragedy. That should never happen. That was never the plan. Uh, God wants us to grow to be more and more like him every day. If you're the same today as you were when you received Christ, you've got a problem. You need to start growing. And so this was our idea of just saying, hey, we want to give you a visual. We want to give you a goal, a way of identifying where you're at and how to take next steps to grow to the next step. Now, if you haven't been here, uh, these are our hikers is, is the way we're describing spiritual growth. It's the four stages of spiritual growth. And over here, we have our day hiker and uh, our backpacker, our guide, and our Sherpa. And I'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, the backpack, I'm sorry, the day hiker is the guy who did it his way. It's all about him. He's just out for an hour or so. He's going to do whatever feels comfortable. He's not really going to work himself, doesn't want to strain himself too much. And so he's just out for a nice hike, small backpack. And if something were to happen, if the storm was to move in, he'd be in big trouble. Because yeah, he just has nothing. He's, he's got shorts on, open-toed shoes. He's not ready for that type of hike. Uh, and so we referred to him when it came to the spiritual stage of just being a seeker. Somebody who doesn't quite know Christ yet, they're, they're seeking, they're looking into it, they're trying to find truth, they're trying to figure out, you know, is this really uh, truth, you know, this, this Jesus Christ, is he real, and, and, and what does it mean for me right here and right now? And so they're looking into it, but they're not quite there yet. And we said that each one of these hikers, Jesus would give them an instruction. And for the day hiker, Jesus would look at the day hiker and say, come and see. That's what he would say. Come and see. Come check it out. And he invites us to seek. And so we said, if you're over here and you're a day hiker, there's no shame in that. Just be honest about that and just know where you're at so that you can be honest about your next steps towards Jesus. The next one is a backpacker. 
Uh, the backpacker's a little bit more prepared. He's, he's got, you know, longer pants and, uh, you know, he's got a bigger, bigger backpack. He, he can actually uh, pull out a, an emergency blanket and maybe hunker down if a storm were to hit him or whatever. But he's still kind of in this whole thing for himself and, and trying to learn and, and figure out how to hike and do it well. And so we said that this, as it relates to the stages of spiritual maturity, would be the stage of believer. Like he's received Christ, he's been baptized, and again, that's why we have a baptism shirt on him. Uh, those being baptized tonight are going to get one of these, and so we're excited about that. But uh, this guy is, is ready, he's, he's like learning, he's growing in his faith, he's taking that first step, but yet now he's growing. But all he, can, all he can deal with is his own stuff right now, because he's still trying to figure it out on his own. And we said that Jesus would look at the backpacker and he would say, follow me, just follow me. So come and see, and now you're at this stage of believer. It's just follow me. And then we move on to the guide. The guide is someone who has been there, done that. They know the terrain. They're, they're pretty, pretty apt at, at, you know, moving and doing whatever they need to do. They've got a, a larger backpack. They've got more stuff in their backpack. They can take care of not only themselves, but maybe a few other people. They can help them out as well. And so this person in the, the spiritual maturity stage, we said, was at that stage of worker. Like they, they get it. Like this life isn't all about me. And, and they start to open their eyes and look around and see that God has placed other people in their life. And they begin to, to take care of other people and help them grow and come to know Christ as well. And so this is our worker. And we said that Jesus would look at the worker and he would say, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I'm going to teach you how to share your faith with the people around you and raise them up as well. And so this is our third stage. And then over here we have our Sherpa. And I know that's a weird name. Uh, many of you might not know what Sherpas are. Sherpas are those people clear up on uh, like Mount Everest who were the ones that packed in all of the stuff for all the other hikers. You never hear about them. You don't see them. They're doing all the work behind the scenes. And yet you still have these people hiking. They could not summit if it wasn't for the Sherpas. The Sherpas carry the oxygen tanks. They carry all the gear. It's amazing what these guys do. And so this, on a spiritual maturity level, we said that this is the spiritual maturity stage of disciple maker. This is somebody who's got their feet firmly planted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're living it out in such a way that people are drawn to that. They're reaching people. They're bringing them to, to Christ. And then they're discipling them in their walk. They're helping them to grow and take these steps of spiritual maturity. And we said that Jesus would look at this person and, and say, go make fruit. Go produce fruit. And so these are the four stages that we've been working with and the examples. And I hope that you're starting to get it. I hope that this is a conversation you're having at home. You're thinking about it while you're at work. Uh, because here, here's the deal. Uh, the whole challenge for this entire series was that you would actually take the next step, that you would identify first and foremost where you're at. You would know, hey, I'm a day hiker or, or I'm a backpacker or a guide or a Sherpa, and you would identify that, and then you would start to take next steps. And in this, I know that some of you have been internalizing this because we've had a lot of conversations around these hikers. And, and can I just say this? I, I was talking to somebody earlier today. Um, I really believe Mountain View Fellowship is at, what, almost 13 and a half years old, and I believe that this church is finally at a stage that we've never been at before. We're at a stage where we're starting to see people take those steps. Uh, we're having 30-some baptisms tonight. 
On top of that, we've got people taking steps to grow and go deeper in their walk with Jesus Christ. It's amazing what we're seeing. Many of you, and if you come tonight, you'll see it. Many of you are baptizing your friends and family and neighbors in the tub tonight. You've taken these steps. It's become more, uh, not about you, but about Jesus and how Jesus works in and through you. And we're seeing people move from day hiker to backpacker to guide to Sherpa. We're seeing it finally. And it's exciting for me because this is how God is going to bring about his will in eastern Colorado. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. Uh, But one of the things I've noticed is we're having a lot of conversations around these hikers. It seems to be clicking. Uh, I've had people come up to me and say, you know, day hiker and, and Sherpa, and I, okay, but here's the way I'm thinking of it. We had a command structure or, you know, if, if you're on, you know, if you're on this type of boat, you know, and people are telling me all these different e- examples and I'm like, hey, I don't care how you get it as long as you get it. So however you want to take the day hikers, if you've got a better example that makes more sense to you, man, allow God to use that in your life. My goal is mainly that you identify where you're at and you start taking steps. That's the bottom line. That's what we want for 2019. Uh, I've had several conversations with people who were like, well, what, what happens like if, if I plateau? And I mean, you plateau. What do you mean you plateau? Well, like you level out, you don't, you're not growing at all. And I, and I said, well, how, how long has that plateau been? Well, about 30 years. Oh, no, 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 that's not a plateau, dude. That's a flat line. You're like dead. Like we got to do something about that, right? Because that's not what God desires. I've had other people say, well, what if I'm comfortable where I'm at? Like I like where I'm at. What, why do I have to grow? Is, do I need to grow? Is that even required? Uh, I want you to take a look at this um, because here's the statement I'm going to give you. And you're going to talk about this in your life group this week as well. And I want you to, to dive into this a little bit more, okay? I want you to know this. It's okay to be where you are, but it's not okay to stay where you are. Did you hear that? It's okay to be where you are, but it's not okay to stay where you are. Why? Because, because the Christian walk is linear. Jesus came to transform us, to change us. He loves us too much to let us stay where we're at. He's not gonna keep you at the same stage that you're at today forever. He wants you to become more and more like him every day. Take a look at John chapter 15 and see if you see this kind of play out in this passage. It starts off in verse one. This is Jesus speaking here, and he says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. So let me stop for a minute. Did you catch that? If you're not producing fruit, he cuts it off. And then if you are producing fruit, let's say, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm growing. I feel like things are, are really happening. God's working in my life. It says even then he's still going to prune. He's still working on you. He's still changing you. Do you see plateau or stop anywhere in there? No. Verse 3. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And, And if you underline your Bible, we highly recommend it. I would underline this. This is one of the keys. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Do you get that? Do you see plateau anywhere in there? No. 
You're going to continue to produce fruit, and not just some, but much fruit. For apart from me, again, underline this, apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my what? True disciples. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And get this, this brings great glory to my Father. Why were we created? Why did God create us in the first place? To bring glory to him. How do we bring glory to God? Well, according to this, it's by producing much fruit. How do we produce much fruit? We remain in Christ. We live the life that he's called us to live. Our life begins to reflect to the world who he is. And people are either drawn to that or they reject it. It says in Scripture that some people, to some, that reject the gospel, it will smell like death to them. They've refused it. They've rejected it. That's why Jesus said, look, if you're my follower, don't be surprised if you're persecuted. It's going to happen. But to some, it's going to have this sweet smell to it. Your life in Jesus Christ is going to attract others to Jesus Christ. This is what this side starts to understand. They live out their faith in such a way that people are drawn to that. They, that's true to them. They, they start to, to reach out for that and grab that and ask questions about it. And then they begin to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, go to verse 23. I'm sorry, verse 20 to 23. Um, I would say this, that growing to be more like Christ was always the plan. It was always the plan. That was the idea behind a relationship between God and his creation. And he wants us to be more and more like him. Original sin came in. It broke that. And so since then, that plan has even become more magnified. The idea that we can be more and more like Christ, even in a broken world. This was the plan, that we would grow and mature in Christ. Not come and you know, receive Christ and stop right there. That was never the plan. Let me, let me ask you this. If you had a child, you gave birth to a child, and, and over the next several years, that child never grew physically, just stayed the same size, would you think that there was something wrong? Yeah, of course you would. You'd be like, time out. We've got to go see a doctor over this one. Uh, what if you had a child, and the child physically grew, but mentally and emotionally never matured? Would you think there was something wrong? Yes, you would. You would know there was something. We got, we got to get them some help. Can I say it's the same thing in your spiritual walk with Christ? We have a lot of infants in Christ. They received Christ, but they never matured in Christ. They just stayed right where they're at. Can I just say perpetual immaturity is a sign that something is obviously wrong? You must be growing in your faith. So I want you to identify which hiker are you. And then the next thing I want you to do is I want you to identify what steps you need to take spiritually to grow, to be more and more like Christ. I want to teach you a word because this, this is a Greek word that I believe is really our spiritual maturity growth uh, goal. It's kind of, if you want to set kind of a goal for your entire life, this is it. It's called teleos. Teleos, it's a Greek word. It's kind of a fun word to say, teleos. Te go ahead and say it, teleos, right? Teleos. It's awesome. Do you know what that word means? This, this is our goal. 
That word literally means to be brought to an end, to be finished, to, to have nothing wanting, to need nothing for completeness. That's what it means. You could say it this way, perfection, Christ-like. This is the goal, and I'll promise you, this, this quite honestly is the fifth hiker that we don't have up here. And the reason we don't have it up here is because we won't achieve that in this lifetime. The, the only way that you make it to Telios is when you appear before God and he utters those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that moment, you'll reach that, that fifth stage of Telios, of perfection, of being Christ-like. That's our goal. But we got to start right here, right now, even in this broken world, even in these messed up bodies and minds, start taking these steps toward that to become more like Christ every day. And so today, what I want to do is I want to give you the greatest need for each hiker. Hopefully you've identified where you're at, but I want to just give you like the, the biggest need. If you're in this stage, you're going to need this to be able to grow and to make it to that next stage. And so let's run through these. And then what I want to do is I want to back up and I want to unpack each one of these real quickly. First one is the day hiker. I would say that the greatest need for the day hiker is a relationship. They need relationship beyond anything else. It's a relationship that brings them. It's relationship that grows them. They need relationship. If you're a backpacker, the thing that you need the most is to grow. To grow. You gotta, you gotta experience growth in your walk with Christ to be able to make it to that next step. If you're a guide, you need to be equipped. So we have to equip you. That's the biggest need that you have as a guide. Now, if you're a Sherpa, uh, we need to send you. That's your biggest need. We gotta empower you and send you out to make more disciples. And so let's back up and let's take a look at each of these. And, and I just kind of gave you the whole message right there so that you know and, and you're not kind of like, you know, waiting for it and not paying attention to what's being said. And so now I want to break these down now that you know what they are. And let's take a look at each one of these. The first one is a day hiker. And in a day hiker, this, this um, spiritual stage of what we call a seeker, what you need most is a relationship. And of course, first and foremost, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. But I want to back it up a little bit because here's what I believe in our culture today where we're at is that you need relationship with, with believers. You need to see God at work in other people's lives before you'll ever listen to what they have to say. It's one of the reasons why here at Mountain View Fellowship we have this, this whole mandate of pointing people to Jesus by what? Fostering relationships. That's why. Because we, we know it's only through relationships that people will, will trust you, they'll listen to what you have to say, and they'll start to come in here and listen to what God has for them. It's through relationship that they, they begin to see Jesus Christ in action in your life. We expect you to foster an out relationship. That's one of the, the directions that we want you fostering a relationship. You are called to have non-Christian friends in your life that you are constantly fostering a relationship with in hopes that they would see Jesus in you, that someday you would be able to, to point them to Jesus. Uh, here at Mountain View Fellowship, especially on Sunday mornings, we try very hard to create a culture of acceptance and belonging so that people might come in, that they might meet you, they might feel comfortable enough to foster a relationship in hopes that that would lead them to Christ. We don't judge them. We don't expect them to act like Christians because they're not. 
We don't expect them to believe before they can belong. We allow them to come, on and come in here and belong before they ever believe. Why? Because it's all about relationships. Uh, take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul is explaining here how far he'll go to accomplish exactly what we're talking about, to, to share the gospel with the people around him. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 20, it says this, When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. Did you see the whole motive behind that? He goes on to say, When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under that law. Why? Even though I'm not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring those, bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I'm with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too lived apart from the law so that I can bring them to Christ. Are you noticing a common theme here? As a Sherpa, as Paul being a Sherpa, what's his, his whole goal in life? He says, but I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Can I just, just summarize it for you real quick? I, I believe this is what Paul is saying. If he was sitting here today and he was leading this church, he would say this. Look, I don't care who they are. I don't care where they're from. I foster a relationship with them. I love them. I try to find common ground so that I might find, uh, foster a relationship with them so that I might someday be able to point them to Jesus. And even in this, I think he says, I go as far as everything short of sin to reaching them for Christ. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's my whole goal is to reach the world for Jesus Christ. MVF. 30,000 foot view. MVF exists to reach eastern Colorado. That's what we're called to do. It's not just about here. It's about all of eastern Colorado. That's, a, that's been from day one. That's been our calling. But in order to do that, we have to create a culture where baptized people are baptizing people who are baptizing people who are baptizing people who are baptizing people. It's a multiplication thing. We've got to grow people up. We've got to mature them so that they're the ones out reaching friends, family, neighbors for Christ and baptizing them and growing them up in Christ. We have to create that type of culture. But can I just say this? That culture does not get created until we start to live out pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. If we start there, it all ends and, and starts with relationship. It's got to start there. If we can start getting that right, we're going to start seeing this culture of baptized people, baptizing people, baptizing people. And that's why I'm so excited about tonight, because I believe this is the start of that. And from this, I believe God's going to use this to start reaching eastern Colorado. See, day hikers, they need to foster a relationship with you. They need that relationship so that someday they might be able to foster a relationship with God. Their greatest need is relationship. Second one is a backpacker. Uh, this is that spiritual stage of a believer, somebody who, who knows Christ, they, they've received Christ, they've been baptized, and, and their greatest need is just to grow. They gotta grow, they gotta, they gotta develop, and they gotta mature. And so this is that fostering an up and in relationship. And so some of the steps that they can take to do that, I think, are by attending services regularly, just being here. It's amazing to me how many people we have in our, uh, in our area here, in the I-70s corridor, who have zero church background, 
And I remember when we first launched this church, it was, it was amazing to me because I was raised in a church. I was raised in a Christian family. It was just second nature to me. I just, I thought I was going to go to hell if I wasn't in church three times a week. You know, it was just one of those. And so when I started interacting with people who didn't have any of that background, I was always shocked to go, you know, we're like supposed to get together every week, right? And they'd be like, what? Like I've been to church three times this year. That's, that's, you know, that's three of the four times I've ever been to church in my entire life. I thought I was doing pretty good, right? And, and so I found out that I actually have to say stuff like this. We need to be here every week. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, and let us not neglect our meeting together. Let, don't forsake the assembly. So what some of the other translations say, it means, look, make sure you're getting together with other believers to worship and praise God. Why? Because it's important for us to grow, to be able to grow in our faith. I would also say surround yourself with mature believers. Get circles of friends who know Jesus Christ, who are going to challenge you in your walk, who are going to hold you accountable and disciple you. That's the other point. Find somebody to disciple you. If you don't have somebody that you've gone to and said, look, I want you to teach me how to be more like Christ every day, you need to do that. You've got to have somebody like that in your life that can challenge you, that can grow you up. That I, I've got men in my life that every morning there's several text threads that are going back and forth. Things that they've read, scriptures, things they've learned, how God has spoken to them. They're sending that to me and it's always challenging me. Challenging me to grow. You need those types of people in your life. Uh, an easy way to surround yourself with mature believers is to join a life group. Get plugged into a life group. It's the greatest environment for growing. If you've taken that step, you're a believer, man, get in a life group. You need those people around you. We have one life group, uh, and I believe last time I saw this, this one life group, I think, is baptizing four people tonight. That's from a life group. Why? Because they're growing. They're growing in Christ. So make sure that you surround yourself with people who know Christ and want to grow to be more like him. That's going to challenge you. Uh, flip over to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, go to verse 11. A couple more things that you can do to grow in your faith, I would say, is just to get into the Word daily. Start studying the Word. And not just alone, but in a group of people. Do you realize that in Scripture so often when they're talking about reading the Torah, at 99% of the time, it's in a group of people. Why? So they don't go crazy. They don't, they don't misread something. They, they have somebody to check them and somebody else to, to speak into their interpretation of Scripture to hold them accountable for the way that they're reading Scripture. So make sure that you're reading the Word of God, but also doing it with other people. Uh, pray. Pray continually. Spend a lot of time talking to God. Uh, another thing that I would say is take steps of faith. God puts something on your heart. Step out in faith. And watch how faithful God is. That's, that's what grows you in him. When you do something, you feel like God has laid it on your heart to go do something and you do it and you see God move and work in that, oh my gosh, that'll grow you overnight. You'll start to get really, really excited about how God is moving in and through you. Uh, another thing, and I'll just throw this out. We have a trailhead class here, here at MVF and I, I want to encourage you, if you're in this stage of day hiker to believer, go and, and visit that. Just be, it's on Sunday mornings. It usually runs about three weeks during one of the services. You can jump in there. Um, there's a lot of information. You can ask tons of questions and it will grow you in your faith. Now, once you're growing as a backpacker and you move into that guide section, I would say this, you need to be equipped, right? We have to equip you is what we have to do. Ephesians chapter 4, 
Verse 11 says this, and it's talking about the church. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Their responsibility is to what? To equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. Do you see all the growth, all the linear movement going on here? Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, becoming more like Christ every day until we reach teleos. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Look at all this growth going on so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I just love that passage because it really paints a picture of a healthy church. And that's our desire is that we would be healthy in Jesus Christ, that we, we would be a shining light for him of what a community of believers looks like. So if you're a guide, I would say this. It's our job to equip you. We're going to do everything we can to equip you. We're going to fi- help you find your place in the body of Christ so that you can get involved and start serving, start to discover your passions and your spiritual gifts. God has given you special gifts that are to be used to bring glory to his name. We want to help with that. Uh, if you want to read about that, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, go there and start reading through that and maybe start looking for what your spiritual gifts are. Uh, I would say another step as a guide that you can take is learn how to disciple somebody else. Take that next step. And we have a class coming up in February that will help teach you how to walk somebody uh, to be more and more like Christ. And so get signed up for that. We want to help you to find your calling, your ministry to what Bill Hybels calls a holy discontent, that thing that you're just like, somebody's got to do something about this. That's usually where God's calling you. Wherever it is that he's breaking your heart, that's usually where he's calling you. What is that for you? Have you discovered that yet? We want to help you with that. We want to equip you for the ministry that God has for you. And then that next stage, Sherpa, we want to send you. You need to be sent. You just need to hear the word go. And you just need to go wherever God's leading you. We, we want you out reaching and discipling other people. Oh, we want to teach you how to do that. Uh, we, we want to send you into your families, into your schools, into your workplaces, your communities, into the mission field, out to plant more churches. Who knows what God will do over the next 10, 15, 20 years through you? Some of you in this room will be the ones that he'll send in the mission field. Some of you will be the ones that he's going to send to go plant churches other places to reach more people for Jesus Christ. Uh, We had a a, a guy and his wife here in the church for many years, and they left last year. They moved down closer to Colorado Springs, and it's amazing to me. I was on the phone with her yesterday. They've gotten involved at a church there that that was wanting to plant another church, and they said, here I am. And they're a part of this launch team that's going to plant a brand new church. And I thought, this is so cool. Because when they first got here, they were nowhere close to that. Especially the husband, because he was like, "Ah, dude, that ain't for me. That ain't for me. And here he is today going, this is my calling. This is what we're doing. Guys, I want to encourage you. Identify where you're at. Identify the next steps and get going. 
Now, on your seats, you have three cards. They look like this. Uh, you'll look at the very top above the logo. You'll see what they are. The first one's a day hiker. Next one is a backpacker. The next one's a guide. We don't have the Sherpas out. We'll have those out hopefully next week. But I want you to look at these because this will help you to identify where you're at. That's the first, the front of it, the first part of it. If you flip it over, if you say, yes, I'm a day hiker, you flip it over on the back, it will actually give you, give you some tangible steps that you can take. Now, don't worry if you didn't get one of these. We got boxes of them. There's a ton at the information center. Make sure you stop there and grab these before you head out because I want you to hang on to this. Find out who you are, grab the card, hang on to it, and start reading it. Start, start growing and taking intentional steps to become more like Christ every day. Why is this so important? Because my prayer is this, that we'll simply become this reality of Jesus Christ living out in his people, bringing about his will, reaching those who are far from him and growing them up in Christ. I pray that we'll live this out. I am a disciple of Jesus. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. Decision has been made. I am a disciple of Jesus. I won't look back, look down, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my present makes sense, my future is secure. I am finished and done with sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame vision, mundane talking, cheap giving, and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, lean on his presence, walk by patience, am lifted by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set, my goal is his kingdom, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my guide reliable, my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I will not give up, shut up, let up until I've stayed up, stored up, prayed up, preached up for the cause of Christ. Why? Because I'm a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, work till he stops me, complete the task he has given me. And when he comes for his own, he won't have a problem recognizing me. Why? Because I'm a disciple of Jesus. Right on? Right on. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We ask that you would just be in this moment, that you would challenge us with what we've heard this morning. May we grow to become more and more like you. Lord, we ask that, that you would grow up within Mountain View Fellowship an army of believers those who are passionate about you, those who love your son, Jesus Christ, that want to share that with the people around them and show them how they might become more and more like you because we know that you have so much more for us. God, I pray for each person in this room, regardless of where they've identified themselves, whatever hiker they identify themselves at, I pray that you would let them know that it's okay to be where they're at, but it's not okay to stay there. Would you encourage us, convict us, and challenge us to grow, to be more like you? Lord, we just pray that all of this is just starting the groundwork for what it is that you're building here in eastern Colorado to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus Christ. We pray this in your name and all God's people said. Amen.
Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person. We gather each Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, we'll meet you right back here next week. God bless. Thank you.